embrace who you are. And, and I think you do that. You're a real good role model for embracing who you are and building a business around you. And that's how it at least appears from the outside. And that's what I'm learning more about, about you um, through this conversation. Yeah. I had to practice what I preached a little bit to other women, which was like, put yourself out there. You're the face of your business. <laughs> right. Yeah, And yeah. I had to be like, oh yeah, that's also me too. <laughs> so you know, I have to, I have to walk the walk, so to speak in the same way mm-hmm. and, and actually see for myself that that does work. Hello. Hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks, episode 47. Today's episode is all about building your business around you and who you are. This is part two of my conversation with Dana Castro. Dana is a photographer and creative director of Three Crowns Branding. And I think you're going to really get a lot out of this conversation. Of course, part one was um, really great. We kind of warmed up. And I think part two is really where you're going to find a lot of additional words of wisdom from Dana. You know, she talks about being an entrepreneur and about how having healthy emotional intelligence, you have to be willing to see connection and collaboration in order to dispel the myths of competition, building communities with other entrepreneurs being really, really valuable. She talks a couple of times about not forgetting the power of social media is to be social and is to connect with other people that you might be observing or wanting to learn from. And, you know, then there's some other things Dana shares about female self-image and about the gentle moments of reflection where we're all reconciling a little bit how we feel inside our bodies and how we look outside of our bodies and what she does for her clients um, as a photographer of, of women and women who are successful business owners who may still be, you know, feeling like they need to apologize for their bodies one way or another. This episode is more of Dana and I chatting. I think you'll find it to be lighthearted, but also offering a lot of that wisdom that Dana naturally brings to the table. She says in the episode, I don't like small talk. She likes to go (laughs) straight to the heart of conversation. I hope you like this episode. If you would do me a huge favor, you can always help the podcast out by sharing this episode. You can either share it directly with somebody and say, hey, I think you'd love this episode, or you can share it on your social media, in your stories. Be sure to tag me. I'm at medium.lady on Instagram. If you want to connect after the episode, you can always find me on Instagram and look for the pink tiled post in my feed to connect right after the episode. If you like this episode, I hope you would also consider giving it a rating and review wherever you happen to be listening. I always encourage Apple Podcasts. That continues to be where most first-time listeners are finding the podcast. And um, I'm really happy to have your help to continue to grow the community, continue to grow the podcast, and find like-minded listeners. I, I think with all that being said, I will hand it over to the rest of the episode. Here's Dana and I and part two of our conversation about entrepreneurship, emotional intelligence, and self-confidence.
I was going to ask you, you know, is there anything about starting your own business that actually like took less effort than you expected or was like kind of surprised you? Um, I think that meeting people was less effort than I expected. I think that you kind of go into it being like, where do I find clients? Like, okay, I, I have a business. Uh, where did, where are the people at? (laughs) So I think, I think that was easier than I expected. I think that was really just honestly, just relationship building and connecting just very naturally, um, putting yourself out there, going to some networking events, meeting people that way. And then just sort of one thing webs to another with clients and referrals and things like that. But that, that, that wasn't as, as bad or awkward as I thought it was going to be in terms of I totally would have felt very cringe with that pursuit you do when you first walk into like a networking event you're just like what the heck is going on uh and everyone's got their business cards you know classic Mm -hmm. networking event but then you always find there's some diamonds in there Mm -hmm. there's some gems in there Mm -hmm. that uh emerge and actually like turn into like I've met some incredible women clients and now friends from maybe some awkward networking events where we're the only two that kind of got each other's jokes. So. Yeah, it's true. It's really important to have like the vibe on par, like, you know, that, that humor vibe can be so important to knowing even if you can work with somebody. And I think we, as women, I think have been told to kind of underwrite that instinct, but it's exactly what you say is you can build really amazing working relationships when you pay attention to your emotional radar. Yeah. And I think we, you know, when you're going to the networking events, everybody's coming from the same stream. So everybody is either starting a business, building a business. And so we've got that in common um, as you walk into it, as opposed to, you know, when you walk into maybe a new office or new job, you know, you might have nothing in common with the person sitting next to you and sort of that might be more challenging, but at least in that world, we're all like, okay, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And it's just a clicking thing. It was totally what clicks. And I think that like, I don't, it seems like it's moving this direction because I follow a bunch of recruiters online on Instagram, Instagram recruiters. It's a thing now, (laughs) but they all talk about that you know, rather than background and experience, although those are great when you're going out for a job that really it's about like that connection, that, that click that you're going to have with someone that you work with. And that being sometimes more, more paramount sometimes to those, those, some of those softer skills. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I really, I really couldn't agree more. I think that as well, you know, it's dispelling the myth of competition in a lot of ways. I, I've i got my own, like, you know, this podcast. It's a growing community. It's growing in downloads. But, of course, like, you know, there's 2 million podcasts out there. And you can choose to listen to this one. And we're super grateful for your time and your, your attention. But, honestly, the other thing I tell other people all the time is you should start a podcast. Like, just do it. Like, there should be more podcasts out there, you know. And then the other day, I think it was my mom or someone was saying like, is like, oh, well, they're your competition. And I was like, please, like, I'm I'm like too small to be competing against anybody. And honestly, that's not really what's happening when it comes Mm -hmm. to building something for yourself, whether it's a creative experience or a creative expression or a creative service like this podcast that is about, you know, building community. Not, It's not, you know, my 
my income stream or if it's about you know being an entrepreneur starting your own business like do you do you feel a sense of competition do you worry about competition did you feel like you worried about competition and maybe now you don't well photography it's a saturated market right so it just it is um luckily we live in such a huge city like near such a big urban epicenter that if you think about how many millions of people there are Mm -hmm. um I can I can find you know, 50 people a year that need photography. So that's kind of how I look at it rather than like, is this person my, I'm like, there's enough business to go around. There's enough clientele to go around. And I think, I think where, you know, it gets kind of sensitive for everybody in the creative world is pricing, right? Cause there's no standard we're all just trying to like balance the like, is this too much? Is this too little? How much do I need to make? And, and really what everybody needs to bring in is a completely different number. So what it takes to support me and where I live in my family, my lifestyle um, and my extracurriculars might be completely different to somebody who, whose spouse maybe is the breadwinner and they're just looking to do photography, you know, 15 hours a week. So right. those numbers are going to look really different for people. And I think when you realize that and you realize you have to stay in your lane with what works well for you, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's less competitive, but I I think if you, I think we'd all be lying if we said that like every once in a while, you don't get a little of that like flare of competition of like kind of looking over your shoulder. I think it's a little bit healthy at times to be like, what are you doing? All right. Okay. Like, <laughs> um, I think that's natural. I think it's good. I think connecting I've, st- you know, started snap click photographers, which is a creative mm-hmm. community for yeah, I wanted to women talk about in that. photography. Yeah. So like that is a great example of once you actually meet your peers right, and get to know them on that level, you realize how different everybody is, yeah. um, how different their target market is. It took us a long time in that group to even like approach the subject of financials and money and like, yeah. and now it's now the floodgates have opened in that group, which is really great. So people are like, Hey, like someone's asking about this. What, what do you usually charge? What do you usually charge? And it's like, that allows us to maintain the integrity of that creative work has value mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. it can very easily become a race to the bottom right sure. like it just so yeah I think that that's like dispelling the 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 competition piece of it by meeting other and like in your case podcasters right um and realizing that like you can completely just message someone randomly like that's that's what social media platforms are for like <laughs> yes they're for watching each other and maybe finding each other find something we're looking for maybe it's for buying a product sure but when it comes to service-based business or creative business like this is what that's why there's a message button it's right. so that you can message people right and you and mean and message I, message other photographers or do you mean reach anyone. out and message people who might be interested in your business no, I've never done that. Reach out. Are you interested in my, my business end of things? I have reached out just to start conversations about something. Yeah. And it's a social, pl- there's a word is social in yeah. there. You're supposed to yeah, be yeah. social on it. And mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I've made some great relationships with other photographers, other service providers, other creatives mm-hmm. um, in this country and, and, and in the U S like I have yeah. some 
U.S. <laughs> photography friends that we talk all the time. I'll give a great story. I was in Florida on holiday and I was supposed to have a family shoot with my family and the pandemic hit and we had like, you know, how we all were in March 2020. I'm stuck in Florida and we we're supposed to have this family shoot. And of course they're like, don't see anyone or do anything. So obviously I have to message the photographer and I was like, I'm so sorry. You know, we're going to have to figure this out, but I got to get back to Toronto, like ASAP. And she was like, she legitimately was like, do you want me to come pick you up? Do you want me to drive you to the airport? Like, if you need anything, please message us. Like, if you need supplies, let us know. And like, we've kept in touch ever since. Uh, We still have not met in person. We still never had that photo shoot. Um, It'll have to happen when I go back to Florida. But that was just one of those cases where I messaged this photographer that I liked her work. I knew I was heading there. I thought it would be lovely to have a family photo shoot on the beach in my head. That was very magical. And um, it's still very, yeah, it's still, it's still magical. (laughs) And then it just like, you know, stuff hit the fan. And then we just became two humans, two mothers, me being like, get me out of this country. No offense, (laughs) but I'd like to go home. I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. I gotta go. And, and, and her, the, um, the other human level being like, we were all at that point being like, forget business like yeah yeah <laughs> let's just like how do we all just uh stay Survive afloat the in the next, next little months, while and we've weeks, yeah totally we've totally kept in touch and like I, she messaged me about business stuff other stuff and and I've messaged her and I think that's sort of the beauty of of this tool that we have in our hands is that I can head to a city and look up photographers there and have a photo shoot or mm-hmm. connect with other web designers in other cities and and get to know them better too. So I think it's, I don't even know where I went. I went on a huge tangent about oh, social it's, media, this is incredible. real connection. I think what you were talking about is connection. And I had said, what surprised you that it was easier or it took less effort than you expected. And you're talking about relationships. And I will say to those of you, of you listening that don't know Dana, um, is that this is really actually, I think Dana's superpower is you are tremendously emotionally intelligent in the way that you are really not scared of connecting with people. Yeah. On all levels, on like hilarious, like joke levels, on like truly vulnerable and supportive levels, on, you know, real talk, um, on conflict and things that are keeping us up at night. And I think that that, is not going to be everybody's strength. It's not going to be every entrepreneur's strength, but you've used that strength to what you said in the beginning to build a really incredible thriving business. And that's probably one of the major takeaways for people who want to build their own business or build anything in the world that just belongs to you is to do more of what you're really good at and let that Mm -hmm. come easily to you because there's going to be enough hard stuff to figure out. You know, there's going to be the business side of things. There's going to be new gear there's going to be, you know, challenging clients. I'm assuming maybe there might be a few of those and, you know, and maybe a global pandemic and things are going to be hard enough. So you really want to embrace who you are. And, and I think you do that. You're a real good role model for embracing who you are and building a business around you. And that's how it at least appears from the outside. And that's what I'm learning more about, about you um, through this conversation. Yeah, I had to practice what I preached a little bit to other women, which was like, put yourself out there. You're the face of your business, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. I had to be like, oh, yeah, that's also me, too. <laughs> so 
you know, I have to, I have to walk the walk, so to speak in the same way. Mm-hmm. And, and actually see for myself that that does work. Like, right. you know, it's, it's not just lip service. It, it really is the truth. You know, people who are hiring um, creative directors that are, are service-based one woman <laughs> freelance businesses, they want to know who they're, who they're working with. And, mm-hmm. and I do the same when I'm looking for someone, I give a great example of like, you know, I, I, I need someone to do my hair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I kind of want to check them out a little bit. I'm going to scope it out. I'm going to look at the other work that they've done. I'm going to look at their personality because if I've got to sit in their chair for a few hours, like I want to make sure that we get along as we know, women in hair, like this is an ongoing relationship. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and breakups with your stylist can be painful. You know, they can be painful. Yeah. Feelings get hurt. Um, and so we like to check each other out. Um, and I, even more, you know, we're mo- moving past those pure, perfect curated, you know, yeah. filtered lives and into, into something that is a little more real and messy filled with pores. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Are you building <laughs> that into your branding photography, that real side of things, or do you find what you're doing is more coaching the self-love for your clients? When the, the image is objectively beautiful to you, but we're so used to tearing ourselves down year after year after year that even a really gorgeously lit with my makeup and hair done in an amazing space, Dana shoots in some of the like most like you'll drool in the spaces. And I think honestly, like sometimes I'm like, can I just come with you and just bring my book and sit yeah, just while breathe. you work? Dream I have spaces. done that once. Dream I have done that once. But, <laughs> but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you could line up all the stars and you think that's what's going to make you love the image that you see in the photograph. I know that you work with a lot of women who sometimes it takes, it actually takes that inner transformation to embrace the beauty on the outside. Yeah, I think, I think it's like, there's two parts to it. One is that, you know, when I'm, when I'm photographing or capturing women in business, yeah. that's usually at a point where we are wanting to put our best face forward. For sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, as time goes on, I think as we get to shoot two, shoot three of working together and we develop a relationship, I think that's where we can have some more uh, creative expression and fluidity. And I, I, I have a very like efficient, get it done style yeah. um, because I, I also identify with trying to make the most out of your time together and do that. But yeah, I think that as women, I mean, I've worked with some women who have built some incredible successful businesses and I'm just in awe of it, but they might focus on something 10 pounds that they've put on in the last you yeah. know, few years. And uh, I think we're all guilty of that, of recognizing how much has changed. And I, I also think we, you know, we all take sort of iPhone photos, usually selfies, usually things like that, usually sort of hiding behind our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I do. I do the, the kid, the kid blocker right in my midsection in front of me. And then when it's just you there, you, and you see those images back, you know, it is a moment of reflection. Yeah. But I say to people all the time, it's wonderful that we have this. Um, I don't have a beautiful portrait of my mom in her thirties. I don't have that. Every picture of my mom is of her in the house doing something domestic or with us on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a, a shot of my mom, just of her just looking awesome, feeling great having her, maybe she had her hair well, maybe glamour shots days, but like having her hair and makeup done and really 
feeling good about herself and her accomplishments. And I think that's what part of branding shoot is. It's recognizing that this is something that you've done and it's, it's you and it's something that you've built and uh, it's never a good time. You never, your skin's never going to be perfect enough. You're never going to be, you're never going to be your 16 year old fighting weight again. None of us are. (laughs) Um, And, uh, and I think like through viewing women and viewing so many women be comfortable in their own skin has helped me be comfortable with my own skin Yeah, and just go be like, yep. I mean, we've all got our, our little things and always surprises me what people view as an imperfection Mm -hmm. that completely, completely isn't. And we have to stop apologizing for ourselves. I say that a ton in my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people think I'm confident, but I think it's just that I don't apologize for existing (laughs) in my own body and my own skin. Oh my gosh. Mic drop. (laughs) That's incredible. I just don't, I mean, you're with another woman in the first and sometimes the first thing people do with me is apologize for something physical. And I I think there's like, I know why we do it. We do it because by dropping that guard and, and, you know, being self-deprecating, we're, we're like sort of adding a little vulnerability in there for us to connect. Mm -hmm. And I, and then I, and then I get that, but I, I think we, that's just a generational thing. I think the next generation coming up behind us, the Gen Zers, I see it already. They don't have that. They're not yeah. apologizing yeah. for their bodies or their their things. And I, you know, I think we've all been all of us millennials that grew up in the yeah. pop star generation. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. We didn't, have, we didn't have a Lizzo. Like we didn't no, have- I know, right? It's true. <laughs> we didn't have that being celebrated. And so it's really cool to see because I just I definitely notice that with my younger clients It's just walk right in come here I am. And this is how I'm arriving. And I I love that. And I learned from that too. Yeah. Um, Dana, I think I could probably talk to you forever. I'm gonna um, maybe close this off with one final question, which is if you could, you know, look at yourself from five years ago, the, the Dana that I met on the playground during that kindergarten play date, what advice would you give her? Oh my gosh. Gosh. I, I think I would, I don't think I would do anything differently. I think I would tell her to embrace the, the ups and downs though, that like roller coaster stomach flipping up and down that can come with life and business mm-hmm. um, to sort of like step back and observe it and ride it. And enjoy that as part of the process as opposed to trying to fight it. Cause I think mm. I, I fought it for a long time. And now that I'm like, here it goes, oh, and it goes down <laughs> again. And I, I now can be like, this will pass, you know, and it yeah. helps me in, with my own kids explaining that, you know, and, and I think I, I don't think that that happened a lot for me before, but it's something that I would probably tell her now. And I, I don't think I do anything differently in that journey of, of entrepreneurship freelance life that's fantastic that's great what a celebration you wouldn't change a thing good for you good for you do you like do you step back and see how awesome you are no okay (laughs) 
Well, I'm going to do that. I think you're amazing. I really do. I really think Every once amazing. in a while, I get a little full of myself. Yeah. Especially on a good, you know, when I come back from my own branding shoots and you get a little, yeah, yeah. got to ride yeah. that high. And I'm like, do you know? Do you know? And then I, you know, I live with three boys and they're yeah. all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, wore yeah. makeup today. We get it. We get it. <laughs> um, and part of it is carving out that space so that I can have those moments too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When you move from photography being a hobby to it being your business what replaced that with fun what do you do for fun I'm 38 so puzzles really (laughs) yeah I've become like a puzzler it's my secret like a thousand pieces yeah okay thousand piece like the one that you're like that looks impossible you're like hand Um, over that's what I do for like meditative relaxation wow do yep. you put anything in your ears or no? Like, do you listen? <laughs> that no. sounds weird. Do you listen? What I meant to say to something, listen to something when you puzzle. No. So I'll like, so today I got like really stressed out. There was a lot going on. So you think that some, I should maybe like go and deep breathe, but instead I went over to my puzzle that I have going on. You have a puzzle oh station. My God, I'm so old. I have a puzzle. No, it's on the coffee table. Everybody gets, everybody hates it. They're, they're really mad. And every puzzle that I do on there, my, my husband's like, this is the last puzzle that's going to be on the coffee table. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And then like, (laughs) he'll go out one night and there'll be like a fresh, like frame of a puzzle built out on there. And he's like, (laughs) oh, now it's already started. Um, It's a sick cycle. So I will go up and like de-stress by saying to myself, I'm not leaving the table until I've put five pieces in. <laughs> and so like, I'll look around like, cause there's a very like search and find where's Waldo. Yeah. And there's aspect to it. That's almost like, you know, like you would on your, like a game on your phone, right. Where you're mm-hmm. like candy crushing it. And it's kind of, you're thinking about it, but you're not really. And then there's also like a very like, um, <laughs> like, like serotonin boost when you actually like <laughs> can't imagine but it's so tactile too because like there is tremendous satisfaction with fitting a puzzle piece like just the sensation of the puzzle piece clicking into the right spot is very satisfying yeah and I make like a tap noise when I do it like I aggressively like oh we have like a really like defining um yeah yeah and then I like complain that no one helps me even though I don't really want anyone to help me with the puzzle (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I do. That's what I do for fun. Uh, I do that for fun. That's my like relaxation. And then um, I love a good binge TV session. Yeah. And I love a good, really trashy reality TV show. Because yeah, yeah, again, yeah. that takes me just like somewhere else. And I love, yeah. I love to read. Mm-hmm. So so the things I do for fun that's awesome. when I'm not working. You know, I love that your puzzle is just like out in the open and no one is touching it or ruining it because that would never happen at my house. Someone um, would touch it. Someone would touch it or someone would be like, hey, mom, don't worry. I put in these pieces in your puzzle and they would not fit. My sons are notorious at like putting puzzles together and they just don't fit. They're just like not yeah. understanding the difference between a piece fitting and not fitting. Yeah, this is only in the last few years. I never, I never liked puzzles until the last maybe like two years, three years. And I used to like kind of chuckle about like (laughs) seniors that would enjoy puzzling. Like (laughs) I, I like attributed it to having like, you know, a tea cozy 
<laughs> knitting hobby on the side too but there's Plastic something really the satisfying about it yeah no one touches it but my kids are a little bit older yeah. than your youngest yeah. so they don't really have a lot of interest my nephew did take a corner out oh, a few no. weeks ago during a sleepover and and it was like you know when it's your nephew you got to be way nicer to them than you are to your own like you know yeah. oh you definitely them like without a doubt yeah yeah my kids are like my kids would do that I'd be like you but no <laughs> he he did it and I was like <gasps> Okay. Okay. All right. That was only 10 hours. Um, okay. No problem. I'll just find a way to piece it all back together. But it's also just like the challenging impossible part of it, especially when they're really, really difficult ones. Mm. And it's something you chip away at. It's not immediate gratification. Yeah. You like delay the satisfaction. But you know, you yeah. can get there. You can get there. Sometimes I want to give up. Sometimes I threaten mm. to put it back in the box and donate it. <laughs> I don't do a puzzle twice. I only do it once. And then it's okay. That was house. my next no. question. Once it's yeah. done, it's been conquered and it goes, it stays out for 24 hours. You from have me a to puzzle like library. Wow. I get okay. everyone to look at it forcefully. <laughs> I tell them to look at it. Look what I've done here. They don't care. And then I put it back in the box and it's, it's KonMari'd out of my house. Like it's brought me joy. It's yeah. given me what it yeah. gives me. And now I release it. And then so, hopefully someone else can enjoy so it. So where do you source your puzzles? I source my puzzles from like, I like, I like, if I can, I like to buy like women owned Canadian. Oh my gosh. Of puzzles course if do. I can, of course if do. I can find them, if I can find them, but I am, I have been known to get, you know, a checkout counter puzzle, but the quality is just, you know, when a, like a little, there's yeah. like a little upturned side yeah. and then no. just, you know, no. it just ruins the whole thing. I got you. you. I got you. That's where I get them. And I never have two going at once, you know, it's just one at a time. And, and, uh, if you come over to my house right now, there's a thousand piece puzzle on the coffee table. I kind of really want to come over right now, but I won't, I won't. send you, I'll send you a snap. Yeah, it. please do. Please do for the show notes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Dana, this was the best. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Why don't you tell people where to find you? We mentioned your Instagram briefly, but maybe if you've got, you know, contact website, if people are local to Mississauga, Toronto, and they're looking for branding, you can definitely check out Dana, make sure it's a good fit and slide into her DMs. So where can people find you? I will answer. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I love a random message. So just hit me up. I don't love, you know, small talk isn't my thing. So just jump right in. Ask me what my favorite pie is. Hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams. Where do I cry? In my house. Um, and yeah, so I can be found at Three Crowns Branding on Instagram. Um, my website is threecrownstudio.com. And yeah, you can find out everything you need there and you know, see see a little bit more about me. And my my puzzling hobby is not anywhere to be found on there. So it's just here. That's a secret off Instagram pastime. Yes. That's very important. Oh my gosh, Dana. Thank you so much. Um, Let's catch up for real soon. Okay. (laughs) Baseball season's over. And I'm like, okay, like I got to like find ways to hang out with Dana. So, um, you know where to find me. I do. You know, my backyard is open. Awesome. Awesome. Not anytime. We'll see you soon then. (laughs) Thanks, Dana. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.